Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I'm Brian from Patchwork Family Farms in Columbia, Missouri, and I love getting dirty with HudsonRiverRadio.com. HudsonRiverRadio.com. Hello, everyone. How you doing? Thank you for joining us here on Getting Dirty, the show that teaches you how to grow your own food and connects you to your local food community. I am Allison Turkin, founder and farmer of the beautiful Dig Farm in North Salem, New York, joined with my buddies in their respective corners of the screen. Ms. Yvonne Polarska, how you doing today? Very dirty. Yeah? From squeaky clean <laughs> to semi-coiling. Very dirty. <laughs> um, but that's for a good reason. Yes, it is. What's the reason? Uh, we're planting, obviously. So we decided to start a couple different flowers. We have some perennial flowers and um, annual flowers that we're actually going to start in for each pots. And we're hoping to have some of them ready for Mother's Day. Uh, so... Yeah, getting busy and definitely artichokes. Yeah, artichokes and some herbs. Yeah, right? yep. A lot of flowers, though. Yep, a lot of flowers. That's yeah. going to be exciting. That'll be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, are you on a scale of one to dirty, clean, or dirty? Um, I most of my stuff's inside, so I'm clean. Nothing like what you guys <laughs> did. But yeah, I did I'm come inside. Up, but you know, being inside, I had the little fruit fly problem. Yes, that we've had, and I I accidentally figured out a way to to solve that. I don't know if you want to uh, save that for another time, but we can. What is it? Um, well, can't just dangle a carrot like that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? It's uh, all everything I'm growing is actually here in the home studio, and uh, so you make a nice hot pot of coffee, and you bring in a cup. And those flies just dive bomb like little mini kamikazes right into the mug. Yes. You oh know my. what else works? Wine. You put well, a little glass. Sacrifice that. I have I, not a whole lot of wine. They're little, oh, okay. you know, yeah. but just, you oh. know, a little bit of wine and they boop, they go right in it. Yeah. So now it's one mug of coffee for me and a mini mug for them up on the shelf. There so. you go. <laughs> it's worked better than anything else. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to the word buzz. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Well, we are. uh, I'm glad you guys are doing well. I'm excited that Yvonne has started the process of uh, 2023 planting. Um, You know, we we are have been going through seeds and organizing and planning and getting ready. And uh, we just got our season supply of um, onions and alliums, shallots, leeks. uh, (laughs) And we're very excited. (laughs) 
So it's it's all most, about to go down. Basically, what Ali said is more seeds. That's all she's saying is more seeds. seeds. <laughs> uh, speaking of seeds, you can check us out uh, this weekend. We will be uh, Leslie Doc and I will be at the Katona Library talking about planning your garden. And we will also be talking about and giving demos of winter sowing. So it's time to get ready for winter sowing. It's time to start planning your garden. Uh, and you can come out and join us. And then on Sunday, the following day, we will be at the uh, Sugar Hill Farm, home of the Westchester Land Trust, where we are the proud food bank farmers over there as well and we will be having the bfa seed swap so if you love seeds it's a place to be on sunday bfa mm -hmm. seed swap bring them if you got them if not we have a bunch you know uh, uh, some cool people are bringing a bunch of cool seeds so come check it out but anyway, without further delay, we are excited because we have three very special guests today um, joining us. I will let them introduce themselves, but let me tell you about what they are. These are three sophomore students from Byram Hills High School in Armonk, New York, and they are part of the Go Global Scholarship Program, which they will tell us all about. And over the last two to three months, our, uh, the class has been focusing on different types of poverty and possible solutions. At the end of the unit, they are creating a podcast, which inspired me to invite them on here, um, where they will be discussing what they learned about poverty and it's going to be submitted to a nationwide NPR student podcast contest, and we're wishing them good luck. And so without further ado, ladies, why don't you introduce yourselves, starting left to right, I guess. Which left, which right? <laughs> Alice, go ahead. Okay, well, my name is Alice, and my favorite vegetables are carrots. Nice. Okay, mm. I forgot that part too. Yes, favorite <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> All right, Alice, favorite vegetable, carrots. My name is Gabby, and my favorite vegetable is also carrots. <laughs> nice. All right. My name is Emma. My favorite vegetable is also carrots. Really? <laughs> Did you guys plan that out? <laughs> really? I think it's because they're the easiest to weaponize because they're pokey. Yeah. 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 What do you love about carrots? They're good crunchy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the perfect snack. Did you ever grow carrots? No. I did in my grandparents' house. Did you? Yeah. How much fun was it pulling a carrot out of the ground? So much fun. It was so much fun. I know. <laughs> All right. So tell us about what is the Global Scholars Program? It's a Go program ahead. at our school where we focus on the 17 SDGs provided by the United Nations to accomplish by 2030. Okay, very nice. Can you tell us some of uh, what those, do you have those offhand that you can kind of tell us what they are? Because not everybody, can you explain what that is? Because I know what it is, but maybe not everybody realizes that the United Nations puts out a list of goals, right? So the SDGs are a list of sustainable development goals. And it's a basically a list of goals that um, want to be achieved for the world by 2030 or 2050. Um, and like some of the goals are like no poverty, like gender equality, like climate change and like just kind of like to solve a bunch of like some of the main issues in the world right now. Excellent. Are you enjoying this class? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. What what's what are some of your takeaways from the class in general by having studying, you know, studying this kind of stuff? What have you learned? I think that like the most um, that I've taken away from it has been the poverty unit so far. I think it's been really eye opening to get like firsthand looks into people's lives in like Haiti and other more developing areas and see like how they really live day to day on like in extreme poverty below the poverty line. So I think that that's been one of my biggest takeaways. Excellent. Um, I've taken away that you need to look at multiple perspectives to really understand a scenario and you can't be one-sided or follow stereotypes that you might have known before. Excellent. Yeah, I kind of think like it's a similar thing that I took away because like I feel like I didn't go into the class thinking that I'd learned so much from it, but you gain a lot of information on perspectives and like seeing things differently and that help you like better understand current events in the world. And how did we meet? We met um, when we (laughs) decided to volunteer at Dig Farms as part of our podcast. Um, And we did a bunch of farming and meeting the animals. And it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, What were you expecting when you signed up for that opportunity? Basically just a lot of digging. (laughs) And what actually happened? There was digging and planting. <laughs> it was more fun than I expected it to be. Yeah. So you and, had no idea that digging can be so much fun. And especially digging when there's a yoga class there too, and they have you do yoga with them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you guys were there on a, on a busy day at the farm. We had a whole bunch of people there that day. Um, but you also did some harvesting, no? Yeah. Yeah. And what, were, what did you harvest? Lettuce. Yes. And did you take it home? We did. And it was great. Yeah. (laughs) Was it as good as the carrot? It was. It it, it pairs well with carrots. Of course it does. You know, so that was a win. Um, So did that, uh, didn't, you know, thinking about the idea of different perspectives, did that give you any kind of a different perspective on um, growing food or what it takes to grow food or um, thinking about, the importance of where your food is coming from definitely changed my perspective because I feel like people think that growing their own food and like vegetables is a lot harder than it actually is and I feel like if people actually looked into it then they realize it's really not that much effort yep very nice agreed Emma um yeah I mean I thought it was like I think it showed a little bit how important it is to like know where your food is coming from like I could really see a difference between like homegrown lettuce per se or like naturally farm grown lettuce versus like you know lettuce that you buy in bags at the store yeah and Gabriella um I feel like people think like adding on to what was out what Alice said I think people think that to grow your own food you need to have a bunch of fancy equipment and you need a lot of like fancy fertilizers and stuff like that when really if you just look into it more you don't really need any of that stuff so what All you're basically right. saying is you can work with the soil that you have around you. It, how big, it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. You can still grow a little bit of the things that you like, like carrots, lettuce, and all that stuff. Very yes. good. So being um, sophomore, great answers, everyone. Thank you. Um, but being, you know, being sophomores 
and of your age group. How often, I might have even asked you this when you were at the farm, but how often do you think about what you eat? Uh, you guys, you know, this is a podcast. Nobody see you m moving your head. Meaning, no, no. <laughs> so, but they're all shaking their head, uh, like, not really. Uh, I think yeah. people, especially like kids our age, like, never really um, think about what they're eating just because they're thinking of, like, oh, like, I'm hungry. Like, let me go eat something instead of thinking, like, how it, like, um, actually got to, like, your kitchen or your pantry. Does it give I mean, you also? Day, your day is so scheduled, especially in school. You have three minutes to get from one class to another. So it's easier to grab something that's in a wrapper than. Yeah. And else. also like school lunch likely came from freezers anyway. So yeah. Yeah. school lunch, How... I, I could never wrap. I mean, you know, having been through it, it's like it doesn't have to be that bad. Is it bad? <laughs> yeah. to go lunch? out of their way to make it bad. I know. I mean, it's not like awful. But it could definitely be better. Do you think it's healthy for you, the school lunches? No. Not really. I mean, they do have a salad bar, but all That's the vegetables promising. are always tasteless. And really? they, yeah. like, it doesn't taste good. Interesting. Mm. Emma, were you going to add something to that? Well, I also think often about how, like, our school, I've heard, is, like, better than other schools which is like really sad for me because i don't think that our school lunch is very good so <laughs> so how hard, high could the bar be set yeah yeah <laughs> well thinking about that in terms of um what you guys are learning tell us about you know what is the status of poverty around the world well it's different in a lot of places you know there isn't like one specific poverty that someone living in poverty might live under. Like there's different types, like middle income, extreme. Um, and there's even some poverty that the government doesn't really even consider poverty because you're making enough money to sustain yourself, but just barely skimming the surface. Yeah, so and you... I feel like when people hear about poverty from around the world, or if like, like someone makes a generalization that like, oh, like countries in Africa are poor, like they don't really focus in on what like is actually like, making them struggle and what actually is like putting them in poverty and it could definitely like it, I think a lot of work still needs to be done but there's also been like a lot of progress because there have been like different ways of not solving poverty but like getting towards like making like advancements with it have any of the things that you've learned about any programs or projects that you've read about you know for those improving things did any of that stand out and say wow that's a good idea like they did this to try to help or okay um we've learned about a lot of ways that like like we've learned differences between organizations that are really helpful and then methods that haven't worked as well and i think like methods that work better include like giving like microfinance for example was a method that we learned about and it involved like nonprofit companies giving little smaller loans to people, which allow them to like start their own companies, which then once they pay off their loan, they have a company that can allow them to sustain themselves. And I think that that had a lot of positive implications on poverty, but also had like negative. There's also um, when people do like, just like donate to organizations and that when they think they're doing good things, it can also like backfire a lot of the time. Like there's a company called Tom's Shoes that we learned about and they like 
said that they advertise that if you buy a pair, a pair will also get donated to a kid who's in need of shoes. And obviously you think like, wow, like that's so good. Like they're helping them, they're giving them shoes when they don't have any. But also what that does is that when those like organizations keep giving those people in need shoes, then they're not going to ever be able to find a way to get themselves shoes. And they're still going to remain poor and they're not going to be able to like make money for themselves to be able to buy shoes for themselves. And there is no Tom, right? There is no guy named Tom. (laughs) And, And when they give these shoes away, people aren't buying shoes from local people who make them already exactly Exactly. wow oh so it had like a a negative it's a big tax write-off yeah but i mean you know i'm I'm sure that was kind of like an unintended consequence like i'm sure that the original intent was something positive you look for the good at people that just doesn't exist (laughs) it is a giant tax write-off and a a ridiculous publicity move that's that's all it is brian yeah but at least something look am i wrong whatever it is it is whatever it is it is but what i what i took out of the conversation uh, the young ladies over here that it make them think. So it doesn't matter if it was this way or that way or what was done. It's they are smart enough to figure it out. Yes, it's a good thing for a year, but then 20 years from now, what those people going to do? So I'll, I, you know, whatever it is, the key is that it makes the young adults to think about it how can we really make it better because a handout is not always good a handout is not always gonna change and help people out so i do applaud to all of you because the way you answer it is amazing because again not a handout it's the right thing to do so i'm so i'm very i'm gonna say it very proud of you ladies so go ahead yes um Yes, I think that you've answered. Uh, It's inspiring to see that you're actually getting something out of the class and that it it is opening up your perspective um, because, you know, that's very it's very important to have more than one approach to a situation. Yeah. Um, All right. The big signal was given. So we are going to jump to a quick break and we will be right back after this. HudsonRiverRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, any Anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back here on Getting Dirty, talking to Alice, Gabriella, and Emma. 
from Byram Hills High School. And <laughs> we are talking about uh, they are working on a project and the project is about poverty. So we met because they came to volunteer on the farm and we got them a little bit dirty, but they got to take home <laughs> lettuce. So it was okay. Um, but we're trying to, you know, understand the different perspective or what people are thinking about um, who are your age and what you're thinking about um, just life and how things are going. So I have a question. What, what do you, how much thought do you give to a topic like climate change? Um, During the class, like I think that the class has helped me think about topics like this more considering like the UNSDG goals, which climate change is one of them. Um, but I think climate change is like a more streamlined one that I'd say I think about more often and like my daily actions personally, like when it comes to, you know, recycling and making small decisions like that, like I think it crosses my mind a do lot. You, do you think that your small decisions make a difference? I think over time, a lot of those small decisions can make a difference if everybody helps and pitches in and you know, makes the effort to make the correct decision in those cases. So yes, over time. Absolutely. Do you guys think that uh, small decisions like that make a difference? Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, and I think that like a lot of the time people don't think that, but like it's like when a bunch of people don't think that they're what they do makes a difference, then like that's going to make a difference. Of course. Absolutely. Yes, it definitely makes a difference, everything that you do. Um, what what, uh, what do you guys think about climate change? Or do you think it's about very, climate change? It's a very prevalent issue, especially in today's world where there's more and more industrialization and stuff like that. And I think it's more important than ever for us to really work on it and prioritize it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And like, also, like, I feel like climate change is one of the main issues that you see talked about in the news and on media and in our global scholars class every quarter like of the um year everyone has to do a current event where you like basically have a small speech about something that's happened in the past week and a lot of the speeches that people are giving are about climate change um so it's definitely like a very like real issue that people need to pay attention to and like actually start doing something about because it's like it's only going to get worse yeah. Do you guys feel a sense of responsibility growing up at this time of human history to be part of the solution for that? Definitely. Definitely. I start out young, like the age we are, so that way you can grow into those habits and make them like recycling and make them more part of your everyday life and just inspire people to do that too. Yeah. And also I feel like the media is always like marked gen z as some kind of generation that's very like like protester or like not protester but like very like activist like an activism based generation so i feel like there's also like something in that that makes older generations think that they don't have to worry about it because someone in our generation is gonna like fix it all or something like that you better (laughs) well obviously that's not true because everybody needs to get on board no matter how many years of life you have left because like you said, a little things, it will help in the long run. So it's, it's, you know, we are very happy and very proud of younger generation really taking this seriously because it is a serious problem. 
but um, everybody needs to pay attention to it because the small things like recycling, like growing a little bit of your own food in your own place, it definitely will help, but also will help to uh, a younger generation to see it. And if somebody knows how to do it, they can guide you just like you had couple of different guidance from Allison when you came and volunteer on the forum what to do how to do it some things like that stick so if you do have any adults that's like eh smack them over the head no you gotta help <laughs> out because do we all need to be involved so yep yep absolutely I agree um so I was gonna ask do you have to do community service as part of school um, well, basically, it's not, well, I guess it's community service. Every quarter for Global Scholars, you have to um, volunteer at um, not, or a different place, or like each quarter, there's a different like, a, like topic of where you need to volunteer, like what kind of organization it should be. And I know that me and Gabby have talked about this, that if it wasn't for Global Scholars requiring us to volunteer somewhere, we probably like wouldn't have started volunteering yet and like we'd still be like be pushing off because like oh like we're busy doing this busy doing that um but now we do like weekly volunteering at an elementary school nice very cool what are you doing there we help kids with their homework and stuff like that so that they get it done and go home yeah very cool am i are you doing any other additional volunteering anywhere um i mean I kind of volunteer at like a local, um, cause I mountain bike. I volunteer at a local like trail system and help. I clean up a lot of trash at the trails and like um, help with the upkeep of trails and stuff. So that takes up a lot of my time. Although I've never really considered it volunteering because I feel like I do it. I've never like done it because it's volunteering. What do you think so, about volunteer? Oh, go ahead. You want to So ask you did it because you have the passion of being clean and have people to see it that you don't have to be involved in uh, any community or anything just to clean up and keep it clean and keep it going. So you you all we all can do it on our own. Is that's what you're trying to say? Yeah, like it's not like for an organization. It's just because I see it and I see that it like positively can affect the community because it's a public park. Like, nice. makes me feel better when it's cleaner. Very, Very cool. Good. good for you. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but let's talk. I just want to touch on this vol because volunteering is a big part of what we do. And I take uh, volunteers very seriously um, in terms of trying to give them a good experience and having them take something away from the experience. So how important is volunteering? Should people volunteer more? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. However, I feel like people shouldn't volunteer just because they feel like it makes them a better person. I feel like if you're going to volunteer, do it somewhere that you're passionate about and do something that you want to make an improvement in. And I feel like once people actually start volunteer, like they'll feel like good about it. And they feel like they're making a difference and making a change. And they'll like be more motivated to go because like it's a good thing, not just because it's like, seen as a good thing like it makes you like feel good right because you get you get into it like yeah. are you guys having fun at the elementary school yeah yeah <laughs> so that's good and you guys are mentoring younger minds so that's that's awesome 
Do they know what they're doing? Are they pretty smart? (laughs) (laughs) They're learning. They're learning. They're like, like I have like fourth graders and stuff, but I remember one time when I was volunteering them, I heard like a kid saying to another um, one that um, one day he was saying like, yo, like one day we're going to be volunteers helping kids like they're doing now. Wow. That's cool. That's like, they're already like being inspired just by having older kids being there and helping them. Yep. Absolutely. All good things. Um, all right, let's see. What else are we going to ask you? Well, I want to know, because unfortunately, when you ladies were at the farm, I was not able to see you. So what, uh, what was your, um, experience working at and volunteer at dig farm and, um, what would you recommend it to anybody else? And uh, do you think any little sparks of growing came out? Did we create farmers or what? <laughs> <laughs> we definitely yeah. created a volunteers. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Really, like fun experience. And while it was fun, we also like were very productive and got a lot of work done, I felt. And I felt like it was more of like uh like I didn't feel like I was I was definitely working hard but I felt like because it was such like a fun environment and there was a lot of you know fun and kind people around it was an enjoyable experience and I would definitely recommend it to other people oh thank you yeah and I feel like also just like it being outside was also really nice because I know like for myself like I don't get outside enough and like it makes you like appreciate being outside because it was so nice and it was it was actually pretty hot it was in November but it was a warm day um but it was just really nice to just be outside and then we went on a little nature walk and it was all like just like really nice cool yep so that's that's a great you know I would I always like to lead into that how much time do you guys spend outside I would say probably about an hour to two hours depending what I'm doing because if I go to that trail system like I was talking about which I do often I usually spend at least two hours there but other days if I'm like cramming with work I don't go outside a lot at all no what else do you do outside besides the mountain biking although that's a good one um I mean I go for runs sometimes sometimes I just like go on my trampoline in my backyard I play with my dog nice okay Gabby um, I like to take my dog for a walk a lot. I think it's like a good way of exercise, but also just to get outside. Very nice. Alice? I think I definitely like need to spend more time outside, but I also know that I spend way more time outside when it's a little warmer than what it is now. And I just, like also at the point that we are in the school year, I always have so much work to do. But I think like I go on walks sometimes and like I walk my dog and like things like that. But I feel like I should like take advantage of it more, especially like on the weekends when I don't have as much stuff to do. Let me let me just uh, uh, let me just say something, uh, because I just heard something that unfortunately sticks with us. And when you come when you become an adult and you have a little bit different responsibilities but there's almost the same responsibilities as a school is like well I, I, I don't have time 
the most important thing is make the time for yourself. Even if you have to take an hour away, I know it's, you know, studying is exp it's, it's important and you need to do it and you need to focus it. But if you learn how to give yourself at least an hour a day for yourself, like take your dog for a walk, take a ride on a uh, bike, or just take a walk outside and enjoy your, um, even if it's cold, it's still weather, it's still outside. And, and I think if you get in that rhythm, when, when you become an adult, it will be much easier to be like, whoa, it can't be just to work home, homework. I need to take time for myself, either volunteering once, twice a week, or, you know, taking an hour to two for myself. If you, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that we, that the young people really uh, have, because this is how we grow up. So it was always no time, no time, no time. And, and I wish... Get Oh, sorry. I wish you guys um, have somebody telling you, no, you got to stop. You got to take time for yourself and then build up from that. So uh, I hope you guys to um, get that and, and figure it out that even an hour a day, it's a very important thing for yourself and it will build up with you and eventually going to be a habit. So you will never say, oh, I don't have time. You need to have time for yourself. That's your um, 101 getting dirty advice from Yvonne. That's right. <laughs> Everybody um, nod, their, nod their heads because they know it's true. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, so I was going to ask, um, are you guys busy? Like, let's talk about that for a minute. What is What is your normal schedule like? Besides school, do you have other activities that occupy your time? I mean, other than like, it kind of depends on the time of year. During winter, I'm usually not that busy. Other than like, if I occasionally go skiing, um, I'm on the ski team for school. During like spring, I'm quite busy with like sports outside of school. Yeah, like I do um, dance every week and that's inside. So obviously it's year round and it just keeps going. But I think like, still like most of the things that occupy my time is studying for school yeah do you guys get a lot of homework oh sorry <laughs> outside of school on the weekends um i do piano and again that's also inside so i find i spend a lot of my time inside again like what alice said studying doing homework and working school work yeah I know, because that's, I think everybody's lives, I think that's kind of what Yvonne was trying to say that, you know, or what she said, um, everybody's lives are so crazy busy. And that's why people we find don't think about food, or they don't think about what they're eating, or they don't think about spending time outside. Do you feel, uh, how do you feel after you take the dogs for a walk, or go for a bike ride? Or how do you feel after that? Definitely more like, accomplished and maybe relaxed, I'd say just like, for yourself and like being able to just absorb your surroundings without distractions from like my phone and work just make me feel better yeah I definitely find that like after I like go on a walk I feel a lot more like kind of like refreshed and relaxed like I got to breathe like fresh air instead of like I guess inside air and it's just like it like it makes you feel 
like a lot more relaxed and like less stressed about everything. Okay. Well, fresh air is good for all of us at any time. So again, it doesn't matter if you're gonna go to the garden for an hour, if you're gonna go for a walk, for a ride. So going out on the fresh air, even though it's cold, you you know you get that little bit of a boost and gives you uh, a better way of it's like okay, I got my time now. I have to go back to whatever I was doing, and I think that's great that you are learning how to take the time for yourself. I think that's important. I I have a question too. Uh, is it too soon to start? Do you guys have any clue what you want to do with your lives yet? Um, yeah, think... are you leaning in any kind of a direction? I'm definitely leaning like towards like a law-related path, but definitely not like a hundred percent committed to anything yet. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more into like a business sort of path, but like. I'm also like always changing my mind of like what I want to do or like what college is I'm thinking of, but like I still have like so much time to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, we will be right back after this. HudsonRiverRadio.com. The dot com makes it cool. And we are back here on Getting Dirty, talking to Alice, Gabby, and Emma from Byram Hills High School. And they have been working on a poverty project. And we've been talking to them about that and some other things that have been fun. Um, So what is the tell everybody what you're going to be doing as the wrap up of your project? Yeah, so the final result will basically be one episode of a podcast where we discuss like our learnings from class and it won't be too long it'll only be a few minutes long but we'll just be discussing like um solutions and our what we've learned from our poverty unit so far and we'll also be uploading it and nice. what what happens with that contest um i'm pretty sure the winner just gets page on new york or whatever like a little or i think it's um, which the winning podcast will be on the NPR web website and it'll be streamed, um, and they'll like play on a radio channel. Yeah. So how many groups is there? In our class, there are already quite a few, but it's also yeah. like a national contest. <laughs> yeah, and also like the contest rules. It doesn't have to be about like any global issues. Like the podcast can be about like anything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So we got um a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um do you have a name for the podcast not yet we that's what we have to yet. work on but yeah. yeah we do have to come up with one all right and do you have any kind of framework yet as to how you're going to do this is there any kind of you know can you give us some tips about our podcast and uh how we should you know <laughs> well like we have like a script we shouldn't really fall, be like following the script though like we want to get to a point where we can just like like freestyle it and just like go on it by memory. All right. That's cool. And we've been like working on an outline. So we're going to like have a little introduction and then we're going to be interviewing you too and have some of that in there. And then like just talking about the things that we've gone over in class and stuff. But yeah, we're like kind of making like sheets of like points that we have to hit, but we're going to try to do it without having a full script. So it sounds more natural and like, like a real podcast. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, Very that's good. the way it's supposed to be. So, yeah, practice is good, but then just breathe deep, relax, take a walk before you record it, come back, <laughs> sit down, <laughs> and just go, bam. Do it 10 <laughs> times before you do it for real <laughs> because you get those jitters out. You know, that's my best piece of advice for sure. And, and you can always come up with the different signals. You know, if you guys going to do it on a Zoom or around you, like, <laughs> You Are you know? doing? No, we're doing it live. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna record it here, actually. Right? Oh, very good. Or, so, or that's not the whole podcast, is it? Or is that just part of it? This is no. This is part of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, right. if you want her to stop talking, just tell her. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> exactly. That's right. How are we gonna record it? Spotify has like its own little like program called Anchor where yeah. it's like specifically made for podcasts and it has like a lot of cool techniques you can use and it's yeah. just like a good way to record a podcast. Awesome. So you're ready for that. Or voice memos. Are you yeah. going to give me the questions ahead of time? We can do, do that. that. <laughs> Tell her no. no. She got to go on the spot. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I am excited. Yes, you guys are coming to the farm again on Saturday and you are yeah. going to be here and I'm going to be interviewed, which is going to be fun. So that's going to be exciting. Um, all right. Any final thoughts before we say have a great evening? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No, you're good. Well, then I have a question. So doing all this project for the school, get involved with uh, Dig Farm and get involved in uh, your project and everything else. What do you think it will, you will be able to carry with you um, to the adulthood? What are you hoping to carry with you? To what the are you going to remember from this time? No, 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 not remember. I want you to carry with you as adult now remember remembering we can remember a lot of different things no but do you think you will be able to carry something with you to the adulthood like get a growing food or being more involved with climate change or being um, a substitute for school like helping kids what are you really hoping for for yourself um i think that what i hope to take away from like volunteer experience and especially like dig farms in general is like what I was saying earlier how like you don't need a lot of fancy equipment to farm and that when I get older I'm gonna try and you know make some food so I don't have to buy everything and also because I just feel like it's a better way and more sustainable nice. awesome Emma I think I I've taken a lot away and what I think I'll carry with me into my adulthood is like a lot of the social aspect of doing like what we're working on next and what we've kind of been touching on lately is like empathy interviews and I think a lot of that is taking into consideration like other people from other perspectives and being able to like take that into account when talking to somebody and doing interviews like that and talking to people from other social backgrounds so excellent Alice yeah I think that definitely like I'll keep thinking about things to do like for the greater good such as like farming sustainably to like help like like get rid of climate change and also like volunteering to help the community and not just things that will just like help myself awesome nice. i love it those are uh those are great goals carry them with you for sure that's right yep all right well it's been a pleasure chatting with you three and um i look forward to saturday 
I, I'm nervous. Should I be nervous? <laughs> no. <You> should be. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Um, and so we will see you again Saturday, and maybe we'll play uh, that portion of what we do on our show next time, so we can see you guys in action and uh, see what you're all about, and give you a little extra support. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for you your so time. Much. All right. Thank see you, you Saturday. Bye. Yeah. See you Saturday. Bye. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Them. Yes. And yeah. that's a, that is also um, a positive, a positive thinking of the young uh, youth and young people. And, and, you know, a lot of times when you do so much, and you spent so much time to thrive for uh, the best uh, that you can, like for the farm, the the gardening, and and helping, and you know, doing all so many things, and then having such a wonderful interview with the um, a very exciting young people, it really it gives you the plus that you are doing something good that, that people do pay attention to it, that, you know, you are doing those little tiny steps, but they have a, such a huge difference on them. So I'm very happy about it. Yep. They definitely uh, touched on some points that made me have a little bit of faith, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, as we talked at the beginning of the show, you mentioned you were dirty. So let's just recap real quick what's going on in the season right now. <clears throat> as we've been saying, it is all about planning, planning, planning right now. And if you are going to try to start things like, for example, the artichokes that Yvonne has started early, the reason that you start them early is it takes them a little while to germinate and get going. But you also have to put them out really early so that they get a bunch of, you know, at least a week or two where the weather is like 45 at night, not freezing, but just cold. Mm -hmm. And then boom, what that triggers them. Usually they're biennial plants and they're, you know, grown in places over two seasons. But if you grow them in this style, then they will fruit for you in the first season. Yeah, definitely. Well, we did had some artichokes, what, two two years ago, three years ago. We had a beautiful ones, and we actually had, uh, we let some go to the flower. They are beautiful as the flower itself. Yep. Uh, so it's definitely worth it. Yes, there's a lot of different things that, um, peppers, peppers, the same thing. I think they take between eight to 10 weeks. So if you are planning to have any kind of peppers in your garden, read the back of the package and just make sure you can give a, a week later, a week earlier, depends how much space you have. And, you know, remember one thing that if you store seeds, remember that you need a place where to put them when they get to, let's say, a certain size so you can do more seeds. So, again, it's all about management and all about figuring it out. But Planning. I'm, planning, yeah. It's all about planning, like you said. Yeah. Um, but the same thing is... Um, Peppers. Peppers take a little bit longer than we expect. So just read the packages carefully of how many weeks you should store the seeds before yep. you can transfer it. I think definitely at this point in the planning, even if you don't know where it's going to go in your garden or whatever, you should be at the point of knowing what you want to try to grow this year. Exactly. Because it is time to definitely order your seeds because certain things are already out of stock um, if you get things from good companies. Yeah, because you get them all. <laughs> because we have a bunch of them. But um, 
fear not you can visit our buddy lee at mill river supply and you can get your seeds and that happens to be the word of the day for mill river is seeds like come on in and get your seeds Mm -hmm. but anyway thinking about so thank you lee for that um but thinking about what you're going to grow because then you can figure out whether you have the seeds or not you can google even if you don't even have the seeds yet, you say, I want to grow peppers, tomatoes, eggplants, and lettuce. Google each of them, see when you have, when and how you have to start them and, you know, plan now because certain things like Yvonne is saying, the time is coming close when you want to start your peppers so that they will be producing for you reasonably in the right time frame during the season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and what I love about it this year is that we are starting all those uh, seeds with flowers. And again, I'm emphasizing about the flowers, but I think it's a great idea. So if you have any loved ones or anybody like mom, like for Mother's Day, if you want to start some seeds indoors and then present them uh, a beautiful, let's say a beautiful pot with the awesome flowers. Some of them can be annual. Some of them can be perennial if they have a place where to put them. So it's an ideal it's a great idea of a present because, again, you put the thought in it, you put the work in it, you didn't just go to the store and buy it. So yeah. that's another thing I want to bring back. It's, you know, the most rewarding things is if you make something for somebody and not just go and buy it, especially if I'm a member. There you go. Yep. Exactly. Great yep. advice. All right. Well, on that note, I think we are going to wrap it up here on Getting Dirty. And we are, you know chugging along on planning for the season lots of exciting things going on and as they unfold we will share them with you and so we are looking forward to you checking out our next podcast next week and uh, as always if you want to reach out to us you can check us out at digfarm.org or westchesterlocalfood.org we are going to be updating all of our volunteer opportunities and our class schedule so check it out nice and early and visit Lee at Mill River and tell her seeds I seeds, seeds. <laughs> yes and on that note uh, we are out of here everyone so have a great rest of your week and uh, bientôt <laughs>